Job chapter 5. Call now. Is there any who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? For resentment kills the foolish man, and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety. They are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them, whose harvest the hungry eats up, and take it even out of the thorns. The snare gapes for their substance, and affliction doesn't come out of the dust. Neither does trouble spring out of the ground, but man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. But as for me, I would seek God. I would commit my cause to God, who does great things that can't be fathomed, marvelous things without number, who gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields, so that he sets up on high those who are low, those who mourn are exalted to safety. He frustrates the plans of the crafty so that their hands can't perform their enterprise. He takes the wise in their own craftiness. The counsel of the cunning is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope at noonday as in the night. But he saves from the sword of their mouth even the needy from the hand of the mighty. So the poor has hope and injustice shuts her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he wounds and binds up. He injures and his hands make whole. He will deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven no evil will touch you. In famine he will redeem you from death. In war from the power of the sword, you will be hidden from the scourge of the tongue Neither will you be afraid of destruction when it comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine. Neither will you be afraid of the animals of the earth, for you will be allied with the stones of the field. The animals of the field will be at peace with you. You will know that your tent is in peace. You will visit your fold and miss and will miss nothing. You will know also that your offspring will be great your offspring as the grass of the earth. You will come to your grave in a full age, like a shock of grain comes in its season. Look at this. We have searched it. It is so. Hear it and know it is for your good. Well, these are the comments for Job chapter 5. <laughs> and we're in the speech of Eliphaz, the first of Job's friends, and it continues. The speech started in Job chapter 4, and we're in the second half of his speech. And he says all sorts of interesting things like this. He says, Call if you will, but who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? So Eliphaz says to Job, There's no point in crying out. No one's going to listen to you. <laughs> and uh, if you thought that was not encouraging, it only gets worse as the book of Job goes along. He straight out assumed right at the beginning that because the suffering and the pain in Job exist, therefore Job has done something wrong right up front. Now, you know, if um, one of your kids, if you come you know, around the corner and there's one of your kids crying, you don't just assume they've done something wrong and they're being punished. Yeah, they could have hurt themselves. They could have kicked their toe. You know, it could have been an accident. Someone could have hurt them on purpose. You know, like 
Um, so, you know, normally, if you see someone in, in pain and in a struggle, you sympathize with them. And, uh, but no, the worldview of, of these three friends, and in that time back then was so strongly ingrained that if, you, if your life was not going well, you've done something wrong. And we're gonna see it more and more clearly as we go through all the speeches of the friends and Job's replies. It gets even worse. And um, Eliphaz says this, he says, he's talking about you know the wicked person. He says, his children are far from safety, crushed in the court without a defender. So he now starts talking about the children of wicked people and how they're not safe and they're going to be crushed. <laughs> and if you only remember back just a few chapters, Job lost all of his children in a terrible tragedy when a building collapsed on them. And so now he, he doesn't, it's not that he's not even sympathetic. He goes right for the juggler and says, look, wicked people, their children are just not safe, you know, like yours. So it's really, really blunt and straight to the point. Then he says this. He says, um, oh, sorry, I didn't write it down in my notes, but he goes on to say, the trouble just doesn't come along on its own. So he, he, he's making the point that you've had trouble in your life, it's come along for a reason. And uh, then he goes along to say um, that the Lord uh, puts the lowly on high and those who mourn are lifted to safety. Now, finally, he said something that's that's true. It's just he's applying it to Job when it, it wasn't applied in that situation. And he says this, I thought this was really interesting. Eliphaz says, blessed is the one whom God corrects, so do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. So here's another statement that's true. And we're gonna find as we go through the, the speeches of these friends, that they say many things that are true. And here he said something like, blessed is the one whom God corrects, do not despise the Lord's discipline. That's something that we see elsewhere in the Bible in the book of Hebrews, where it says, do not despise the Lord's discipline because he rebukes those whom he loves. So it's the things that are being said here, a lot of them are true, but the whole context of it is being said is wrong. So they misunderstand what the problem is. They don't know the problem. We know because we've got the universal perspective of, from the narrator's point of view. We can see what's happened to cause the problem Job doesn't know and his friends don't know. So they're having a discussion without knowing all the facts. And so they're saying lots of things that are in the wrong frame of mind or the wrong frame of reference, but they're saying some things that are true. Then he gets to the end of this end of his speech in Job chapter five and he says um, to his friend, he says two things. He says, you must hear my words and apply them to your life. So he says to Job, basically he's telling Job, you know, you're a sinner. You've got to repent. <laughs> You've got to go to the Lord and say sorry, and the Lord will lift you back up. And he's saying, hear what I'm saying and do it. And that, those two things, hear and apply, those are things that preachers say pretty much every Sunday in sermons. We're always telling people to hear what the Lord has to say and apply it to your life. So once again, something true, but based on the wrong frame of reference or the wrong understanding. So we can take these true things that are said and we can apply them to our lives. We can say, you know what? We are people that need to walk humbly before our Lord. The Lord will lift us up. If there's discipline in our lives, it is because the Lord lo loves us and we should hear the Lord's word and apply it. All these things are true. And, um, but it's just in this one speech, Eliphaz doesn't understand what the situation is. And so 
the, the speeches get off to a beginning with this friend, first of the three friends, Eliphaz, and doesn't get off to a good start because, because he doesn't understand. He, he doesn't offer any sympathy for the suffering. And he just goes straight to the point and says, you know, you're a sinner. This is the problem. We've got to get this sorted out. We're going to find that Eliphaz, even though he was very direct, his friends that come along after him are even more direct and the speeches are going to get worse and worse and worse. And we're going to find that Job's replies are going to be are going to sound more and more like grumbling and complaining as they go along too. So the book of Job is very interesting because it's full of truth. It's full of things that are true. Some of those things are not said in the in the right frame of mind. Um, but then we've got a universal perspective as well, and we can discuss, um, you know, these themes of pain, suffering, answered prayer, all sorts of stuff like that. The book of Job um, has been a source of encouragement to many people for, for you know, millennia, thousands of years. And um, here we can, we can pull some, we can eat some fish and spit out a few bones out of the first speech of Eliphaz. So in closing this video, um, is there anything in your life um, that you would say you could, um, you know, you'd be tempted to complain about or anything in your life that you would say is the Lord's discipline? You know, is the Lord putting you through a difficult time in any way? Well, if so, um, accept it. Accept it as the Lord's correction. And in the words of the writer of the Hebrews, the Lord rebukes those whom he loves. So it's good news. It means you're loved. <laughs> and uh, I was telling that to someone once and I said, you know, the Lord disciplines those he loves. So thank God you're loved. And they said, oh, I wish I was a bit less loved. <laughs> so uh, Lord, we thank you for your discipline. Even though this message has come in a very strange way from the mouth of this friend Eliphaz, who did not know what he was talking about, and yet he spoke the truth. Lord, I thank you that you speak in all sorts of ways, even through the strangest of people. And Father, we receive your discipline in our lives, even though we don't enjoy it all. And I ask that we would be strengthened in grace and that we would know your love. Your blessings would rest on each person in Jesus' name. Amen.